episode 12. Oh my God, we're here already. It's a special festive edition. Oh, what a treat this one is. I think you're really going to like it. Um, As it's Christmas, why don't you uh, give the gift of a Pottervision podcast recommendation to a friend, you know? Mum, why don't you listen to this? Dad, you listen too. Hey, cousins, listen to this pod. Uh, I don't know, maybe you're so rich you've got a gardener. He could listen to it while he does your garden. Anyway, I'll not go on. Here's episode 12. Welcome once again to the Pottervision Podcast, where me, Lucas Kirby, and my lovely Pottervision boy, Tom Lawrenson, we look at and analyse and dissect a chapter from the Harry Potter books. This week we're on chapter 12, and it's the Mirror of Erised. Tom, how are you? I'm groovy, baby. I'm groovy. Hey! How are you? I'm very well, and I'm very excited for this Christmassy episode. Oh, yeah. It's Christmas at Hogwarts. It's Christmas here, kind of. We're Uh on that uh festive period at time of release. Are you feeling festive, Tom? I am. As you can see, I've put some Christmas lights up. Hey, all over Uh, your new shelf as well. (laughs) I put some Christmas lights up um, because I was inspired. I put on the animated film last night, The Grinch. You know the animated one, the new one? Oh, he's a mean one. You know it. Yeah. And uh, put it on and uh, regretted it because it's a children's film, not that stimulating for an adult man such as myself. Yeah. Oh, is, it not? is it Benedict Cumberbatch that voices yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about you? What have you been up to? Well, I don't know if folks remember at home, but a few weeks ago, I had a go at me mould and me damp. Do you remember me telling you? Do I? I almost cut it out of the edit. <laughs> <laughs> I used a silly bang. I'm glad you didn't, because this is the follow-up story. Got rid of it all with a silly bang. But now, three or four weeks later, it is back with a vengeance. Yeah. It is horrendous. It's worse than ever before. And I suspect it might be to do with a leak in the chimney it could cost hundreds if not thousands of pounds to rectify <laughs> and where's this is he chasing the bathroom the, uh... no it's all on one side of the house and it gets worse when it rains and i've also got leaks coming through uh, the fireplace as oh well oh my god very scary stuff but I'm saying this in the hope that in a few weeks I'll be Santa able to... Santa Claus will yeah. bring you some damp proof for Christmas. <laughs> Fingers crossed, Kirkby boy. Yeah, well, you know, if he's coming down that chimney, he's going to be wet. Uh, so good luck to him. What have you been up to this week, Tom? Uh, well, I told you about the film I watched. Yeah, uh, and the fairy lights. And the fairy lights. That's it. <laughs> I got nothing, yeah. I've been trapped inside... Working from home, staring in the mirror, wishing I was dead. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's hope we can get that black dog off your chest with this episode. Now, we've been talking as if 
It's just me and you in the room. Yeah, we've been quite sneaky, haven't we? We have. But people will be thrilled to know that today, for the first time ever, we've actually got a special guest! And it's friend of the show, Lewis Shaw! Surprise! It's me, Lewis Shaw! It's friend of the show, Lewis Shaw! Can I just thank you guys for having me on? Mm-hmm. I'm a massive fan of the podcast, <laughs> and may I say you guys are looking fabulous. Well, Absolutely looking. excellent. Thank I you. know you both have been uh, dieting and exercising, but yeah. you know, I want to say you look great. Thank you so much. And can I also thank Lucas for stitching me up? Because I had a very funny bit where I was going to say I've been having a mould problem. Oh, yeah. Because you've stated on previous episodes you've had a mould problem, Tom. Oh, yeah. And you've stated on yeah. previous episodes you've had a mould problem. I haven't had a mould problem. I was going to say I had a mould problem. Yeah. As a bit of a bit, but you've sort of shot me in the foot there. Shot you in the foot. <laughs> and look, let me just On say something. <laughs> we do not appreciate lies in the podcast. So before we, we get started, we only want truth. Lie. <laughs> Lewis, how are you? Uh, you've said we look pretty. You look like, I mentioned this before the record, you look like a celebrity. Black clothes, baseball cap. Who are you trying to avoid? Um, the paps? Yep, the paps. <laughs> sat by the window. Maybe we could like close the curtains a little bit. You know, okay, so. Have you been? Very, very good. Yeah? What have you been up to this week? Well, I was going to say I've been up to cleaning my mould problem, but, you know... BS! <laughs> but yes, yeah, that's BS. So, a little Christmas tree? Yeah. That's fitting, isn't it? Yeah. For this Christmassy episode. How many feet? What are we talking? Ooh... Five foot, taller than me. <laughs> That's pretty good. No, I'm a bit. I'm a lot taller than that. That's pretty good. Rest assured, listeners, he's not five foot. Now we we've heard a bit. We've talked a bit about you in our podcast. Oh, yeah. You know, we know about your childhood. We know about your political career. <laughs> but what I want to know is because I know you via Tom. Mm. Now, did you guys meet up at university? Is that where you met? Yeah, basically, we we lived together, didn't we? Uh, think, from from first year, uh, we went to different universities, but we yeah. had one thing in common: we didn't. We were too lazy to apply for halls of residence, <laughs> so we got it last minute, and we had to get uh, private halls of residence, which sounds fancy, mm. but it just means it's not with the university. Yeah, in Hume, sunny Hume, hey. and this was a long time ago when Hume was a lot uh, not as nice as it is now. Mm. Yeah, and then uh, we bumped into each other, and we hit it off. Fantastic. And now you're here all these years yeah. later. I mean, I like to see myself as an unofficial third member of the Pottervision Boys. <laughs> yeah. Both being on iterations of the poster, right? There's a yeah, likeness yeah. of my yeah, yeah. there. Yeah. And I thought I'd just take this opportunity to, to mention, where's my cup? Where is my cup? You know, I haven't received any royalties for use what? of my likeness. Your likeness? Yes, yeah. Well, you did send it in the post. <laughs> no, Maybe it got listen, lost. pal, if we're not paying the wizarding world a penny, <laughs> <laughs> that's what, what chance do you have? <laughs> yeah, if you're not paying that poor sod JK any money, you know. Hey, hey that's my cartoon up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure to have you on the show. Yeah. I mean, it's... how much am I getting for this appearance as well? Oh, you get 10% of what we make. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. Zilch. Zilch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 10% of nothing is nothing. It's chapter 12. It's the mirror of Erised. Boys, I like saying that. Would you like a rundown? Run us down. Oh, this is perfect. Live, live in person. Live rundown. Here we go. I've never run down two people simultaneously. 
Since chapter 12, The Mirror of Erised, Christmas is coming and Harry and Ron are staying at Hogwarts. But it's a magical, magical time. There's a massive feast, there's Christmas trees. It's a wonderful experience to be had. And Harry doesn't think he's going to get many presents for Christmas, but he gets loads. He gets 50p from Vernon and Petunia. He gets sweets from Hermione. And he even gets a lovely Christmas jumper from Mrs. Weasley. But not only that, there's a mysterious gift. He receives an invisibility cloak that used to belong to his father. And he's thinking, who sent this cloak? But he wants to try it out on his own. Now then, ever since finding out about this Nicholas Flamel character, they've been trying to find out who he is and what he's got to do with what that dog is hiding. So he decides to use his invisibility cloak and sneak to the forbidden section of the library. No luck though, he gets caught by Filch nearly, he escapes and ends up in this mysterious room where he finds the mirror of Erised. It's a massive mirror. He looks in it and he sees people that look like him. It must be my family. (laughs) And he goes there, you know, three days in a row. He sees them. He wonders, what is it? Is it the future? Is it the past? And turns out Dumbledore tells him one night, it shows you your heart's desires. And that is the mirror of Erised. What a chapter. What a chapter. We say it every week. <laughs> this week. I, I like the book. May, may I just say, what a chapter. <laughs> hey, three what a chapters. <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. Yeah. Um, I like this chapter. It's fun. It's a Christmassy chapter. It's it's so heartwarming yeah. and so tragic at the same time. Yeah. I, th- I don't know. I don't know if there's a sadder chapter in the book. I've not read the book in a long time. Yeah, you just went... Lewis has gone just reading the chapter on its own. In isolation, yeah. <laughs> for the chapter, I was like, I'll, I'll judge this chapter on its merits. Yeah. And it was very sad. Do you know what? It's going to be lovely seeing the viewpoint of somebody who has no context of the rest of the book. No, I do have context. <laughs> I, know, I know the story of Harry Potter, Lucas. <laughs> who is this boy, Harry? Have you um, have you read the books, all seven of them? I've read up to the Order of the Phoenix, mm. and the start of that book, I think, is generally seen as being quite a slow burn because they don't get to Hogwarts until you know it's page like, three hundred or something. I think like it's that, a bit know? of a like a, a tonal shift or something yeah. completely. Yeah. Like yeah. the first three, then it's the other ones. Yeah. No, you got, the first you got, four. You got four. Goblet of Fire, like actions <laughs> happening. They got all these challenges. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like a roller coaster. But then yeah. you get to the Order of the Phoenix, and it's like. Looking at the Ministry of Magic a lot, and it was, mm. I just I turned off. I think as a, as a kid at that point, not interested in the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> Politician <laughs> Lewis Shaw. Oh, Harry's trial. You didn't want to see Harry's trial. <laughs> but I know I know Lucas decided to step down as his position in the school yeah. council. Yeah. But I I never stepped step, step down. Did you get the post? What did you get the position? Yeah, I did. Oh, I haven't stopped down. I'm the longest running um, council member in Millfield Primary School history. <laughs> I'm still, I'm still in, I'm still in office. Can you believe it? What have you done for them lately? Uh, Coca Cola in the uh, in the water fountains. You know, swap water out for Coca Cola. Sticky. Well, please the kids. You've got to, you got to please your constituency, haven't you? <laughs> what if your constituency is thick? <laughs> do you have to go with what they want? To, to keep your post. I think you do. I think you just have to... Maybe, because um, MPs get paid quite a lot, don't they? A pretty penny. If you move to a thick constituency... <laughs> guys, I'll give you what you want, like... 
How much, how much, what, we're not the politics podcast, <laughs> we're the uh, Pottervision podcast. Well, yeah. I think that, you know, you're right in going for the coke in the, uh, you know, the fountains, because key stage two children are not going to be interested in foreign policy, <laughs> yeah. anything yeah. like that. Go for it, go for the taste buds. You'd have his vote. Yeah, you'd have mine. <laughs> yeah. I love it. <laughs> the listeners, he's got, a, every week he gets a, a, a grande coke <laughs> from uh, McDonald's. From McDonald's. Gives him that strength. That enthusiasm. That's a funny little chapter. Starts off, it's Christmas. We're setting the scene. The oh, yeah. snow, it's wonderful. The Weasley twins have bewitched some uh, snowballs to fly at the back of uh, Professor Quirrell's turban. Effectively hitting Voldemort in the face. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those twins knew something. Definitely knew something. I think it was a prank. I think yeah. they knew that Voldemort was behind there and they were just keeping it quiet as a prank. They were going, this will get everyone at the end of the year. You to know? think that they see it. Imagine yeah. the Weasleys on the loose in a major city. Yeah. Going up to any man with a turban. Voldemort did that. <laughs> like behind the hands. Like... Also the humiliation. Imagine being the world's most powerful wizard and having to put up with just having snowballs thrown at you for, for a week. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> just take it. Do something cruel. Yeah. Times are changing at Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, a lot of students are it's cold. A lot of students are uh, going home. Some of them are staying. Draco is still his uh, nasty little self. But I'm feeling, beginning of this chapter, he's losing his wit a bit. Yeah. yeah. So he's saying, hey, I think they're going to replace Harry with a wide-mouthed bullfrog <laughs> uh, on a secret liquidity team. And even his mates are like, what are you on about? <laughs> he he did well in that match. <laughs> he won the game, mate. He did really well. And he was like, well, he's still an orphan. <laughs> All right. <laughs> You got. <laughs> calm down, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I went the other way with this because usually you're pro Malfoy, and I thought he was actually quite nice here. It's just the interpretation of the other kids that was negative. Because he, well, he says, on. "Oh, I feel sorry for people who have to stay at home at Christmas." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It must be horrible for them. Oh, you twats! <laughs> yeah. Might be being genuine. Maybe he's just got some kind of like communication problem <laughs> where, where he comes across as a bit snooty. But, um, meaning. N- yeah, possibly. Mm. But I kind of think we know he's being a little snide. Yeah, all right, fair enough. <laughs> he's being right snide. But the, just when I began to think, right, he's lost it. He hasn't got the humour anymore. Oh, yeah. He comes at Ron when he was helping Hagrid. Oh, you're he, he eyeing up his uh, gameskeeper position yourself when you leave. <laughs> <laughs> Gameskeeper's games keep, games a good job. Hagrid, <laughs> you can get away with everything, can't he? Yeah. If you think about it, you can get away with anything in that school. In E. Hagrid, like Dumbledore, will go off for months at a time. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Buddy, in some of these books, you've got lessons. <laughs> yeah. But he, his job description as well, he's Keeper of the Keys and Grounds at Hogwarts, mm. and also the school vet. Yeah. Because at the beginning, he's, <laughs> he's nursing owls back to health. To send them back out into a snowstorm. Oh, come on, it's your turn. Back out you go. You got to do your job. We need the post. Get the back out there. Don't send me back out there. <laughs> yeah, Please, no. Please. It's the equivalent of that World War One thing if they had shell shock and it's like, yeah. right, you're either going back in or it's the firing line for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We've lost five already. Get out. Get back in. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> Yeah, this snow is wild, um, but Ron, uh, he's not come off that favourably in the chapters up to now, and 
this chapter doesn't change it. No. Um, so uh, uh, Draco makes a little snipe at him. He goes, uh, oh, yeah, I reckon uh, Hagrid's hut must seem like a palace compared to your house. Yeah. Ron dives at him. <laughs> <laughs> He's using that. Someone is like making a nasty little joke. Yeah. Which, no. Give Draco, uh, you know, it is funny. That is a funny joke. Mm. To say that someone's shack is probably nicer than your whole house, yeah. that's a funny thing. But to use violence, I've got to say, yeah, I know, yeah. I'm completely with uh, Professor Snape mm. yeah. uh, in deducting five points. And 100%. like, yeah, do you know what? Words don't mean anything. Unless yeah. it spells. <laughs> yeah, completely true. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say any little insult about his house with uh, a wand in your hand. I do agree with you because, like, I mean, Hagrid's compass is all over the place as well. Like mm. his moral com- compass, because yeah. he's he's backing up Ron. Like, dissed his family, didn't he? Yeah, he deserves a smack. You're yeah. an adult. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not only you're an adult, you're a ten-ton adult. He has this strange. <laughs> like favoritism with these three children yeah. and we mentioned it last week he has no he doesn't meet anybody else in his huts just these three kids later on he, he harry gets a present from hagrid i don't think hagrid's bought anybody else a gift <laughs> any other student a gift i wouldn't want hagrid's present <laughs> like, i don't want to spoil it but like i would not be accepting he, he gets some um, hagrid gets him a uh, a whistle doesn't he what is it a hand whittle whistle hand whittle whistle it's a flute, it's a flute something yeah. like that he's made yeah, himself yeah. he's whistled it that's, himself no. Get, boys that's beautiful I don't think the school are paying him if he's what? having to make a present. No, come on. He's a craftsman. Well, Harry could tell he's done it himself. I mean, this is obviously, you know, an amateur's work. But still, but what I'd want to ask Hagrid is, have you had your lips on it, pal? <laughs> well, I yes, yes. Have you give it a quickie blow? Because... Well, it sounded like an owl, did it? Well, I suppose... Uh, yeah, it did, actually. And I suppose... A dying owl. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, Harry and Ron, they need to get a life. Because after this little incident with Draco, Ron says something like, uh, I'll get him one day. Yeah. For having a pop about you being poor, mate. Yeah. You got, yeah. you know what, you've got a lot of things that, he's got no siblings, Draco. Yeah. You've got loads. I reckon he's so jealous of that. Yeah. I'll get him one day. Yeah. And then Harry joins in. I hate him. I hate him and I hate Snape. Yeah. Why? <laughs> and they spend the rest of the day plotting how they can get Malfoy expelled. Get on with your own lives. <laughs> He's not... That yeah. is funny. Yeah. Well, I'd like to say I can guarantee that Malfoy isn't talking about them. He is. Well, he definitely is. I mean, he's got, like, two really thick mates, hasn't he, Malfoy? Yeah. yeah. You, you think he wants, like, some good friends, don't you? Some intelligent friends yeah he wants someone that he can bounce little yeah. snide little jokes off yeah. like, that's kind of why we mean you became friends too uh, yeah. nasty little uh, squirms like. oh, yeah we're a lot nicer to each other now <laughs> like definitely yeah <laughs> uh, yeah um, but I can guarantee that Draco is at home and his dad is lay on his belly in front of him going um, what's Harry like <laughs> <laughs> hearing all about it yeah Whenever points are awarded or deducted, mm-hmm. it's always a multiple of five. Five points deducted, five points mm. to Gryffindor. Yeah. What What would get you one point or two points or deducted? Because I, I don't know whether... I don't know, it feels like this is like point inflation, where <laughs> points are me- going to be meaningless in a few years, where like a thousand points for this or a thousand yeah, if points it's, for if that. If it's five and tens, it might as well just be one and twos. Yeah, exactly. It? You might as well shrink <laughs> that ratio down... Order yeah. one point and, t- you know, two points. Yeah. Do the teachers have any stake in which house wins in the end? 
Well, that's the thing as well because you well, know you can tip the scales, can't I you? I mean, being a man yeah. of being a man of you know government, yes. you know, yeah. it's rife for corruption, isn't it? If like Snape's, you know, edging his bet for Slytherin to win it a sixth year in a row. Well, that's the thing in McGonagall as well. Couldn't look Snape in the face when Slytherin beat Gryffindor oh, at the Quidditch. Oh yeah, so there must be some stake in it. Yeah, yes, some personal. Be, yeah, I think maybe like Hufflepuff. And uh, Ravenclaw aren't winning that offer, maybe. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, we're not arsed, it doesn't matter. You get a trophy and the title, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Do you think for bravery, which is what Gryffindor are known for, you're more likely to lose points than you are to gain them, right? Yeah. Whereas, like, intelligence and getting someone to start on you, I guess, like, <laughs> yeah. gets, gets you points and other, other, other houses not get points. They are quite dim-witted, Gryffindor, because they're too willing to lunge at someone. Yeah. Mm. I'm brave. I'm oh, brave. Yeah. Oh. They're like dogs. <laughs> yeah. We'll just bark at people. Gryffindor yeah. are like dogs. Um, <laughs> you've what you've said in the past, Lucas, that you thought you'd be in Ravenclaw. You'd say yes. That's what Pottermore sorts of me into. Yeah. Yourself, Lewis. Where would you think mm. that you would align yourself? <sighs> right. Shall we, I'll give you a rundown. Yeah. Are you brave? Are you racist? <laughs> are you clever? Or are you friendly? Well, since you put it like that, <laughs> like, I think if, in my heart of hearts, I'd either be in uh, Ravenclaw or probably Slytherin. Honestly, like, I, I do think that. I don't think I'd be uh, as conniving or, like, bad. But I think there's, there's a few good ones, I, isn't there, in Slytherin? I I th- th- mm. There must be, like, a normally yeah. of some good ones. I think... Uh, you're more likely to be in Gryffindor. Yeah. Just because, knowing you, I don't think you're likely to let an injustice happen. Right, if you, you think I'm going to call them out? If you're likely to call someone right, out, if okay. you saw, if you, I reckon if you saw someone littering, you'd go, Oi! If it was a kid, at least. Yeah, right. If it's a big bloke. No, <laughs> big bloke, leave it. Leave it. Yeah. Kid, oi. So I don't think, you reckon Slytherin's litter, or do you reckon they're so fancy? No. That the all like they've got. Do you reckon they've got class? I can see more Ron littering yeah. than Draco. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Oh, stupid pockets are full of biscuit wrappers. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine Ron like sticking a chewing gum under the desk. Yeah. Than, than a Slytherin. Yeah. Interesting. I can see a Slytherin flicking it in Ron's ear. <laughs> um, now it's the last day of term. Right, mm-hmm. on this day. And uh, I don't know about you, but I used to love the last day of term at school. Yeah? You get to stick films on, play board games. Non-school on. uniform. Non-school uniform, no work at all. You used to have a grand old time. How about you, boys? Me, uh, I remember last day of school, uh, for a lot of years, it was a bit of a piss take, wasn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Film on, some kids were brought in eggs and flour to throw about. Right, never happened at my school. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> they brought in eggs and flour, throw about. Some, I think some last days of school, I didn't go in at all. Mm. I just said, really? I'd say to my mum, do I have to go in? There's no point. Oh, no, right. No okay. one's going to be doing anything. And she'd go, yeah. I can, I can see your mum doing that. I can <laughs> see your mum going, what is the point? Like, you're just going to go in and watch well, films. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah. she wasn't hard to it's persuade. About. She wasn't hard to persuade at all. I mean, I could say it on the GCSE exam day. Mum, do I have to go in? I'm going to fail. Yeah, you're right. And that's why I'm not going. <laughs> I mean, when I was like, really, you know when you're not choosing your own clothes yeah. and like, yeah. you get sent in non-school uniform and yeah. you like, look around, you're like, this is what you people wear when you don't have to wear uniform. Well, I... Do you know what I mean? I'm, like, I got made fun of for the clothes I wore. I was like, mm. what do you want me to... I'm not mm. buying my own clothes. Like, I'm literally buying whatever my mum bought me. Well, might you be wearing? I don't know. I was I was wearing like these jeans 
and uh, they were from BHS, British oh, yeah. Stores. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it was a small assembly of it. It just said punky fish on it. And they were I like just like norm, normal jeans. Yeah. And uh, I assumed they were cool. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I was wearing them. <laughs> punky fish. A, a girl like goes, Punky fish? What the F is that? Like I was like, I don't buy my own clothes. What do you want me to do? Like I'm just wearing what my mum sent me in 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 you know, do you know what I mean? Mm. It must have been you know, I feel sorry for you know, like people in America or some European schools where they don't have school uniform. Yeah. They have to have their own clothes every day. Wearing it out. You know. And if you're poor like Ron or somebody like that and you come in with like cheap stuff you'd get bullied wouldn't that you? was another reason mm. i used to avoid a non-uniform day like last day because i'd be like mum i dress like a dipshit <laughs> <laughs> yeah like in year eight or something oh. you're like oh this, i've got a t-shirt that says happy boy on it <laughs> i've just i've just thought of something that happened to me on, on the last day of school this is the last day of my gcse so yeah so you know massive it's the end of uh, yeah 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 you know Signing school as, as, and all that. You know, yeah. yeah. So we sat in assembly, they had this big assembly at the end, and there's rumours going around that the teachers come in and pie people <laughs> during assembly. Like, yeah. so you, you're like watching your back going, bloody, That's bloody hell, like, does, does te- so these teachers come in in masks with, with paper plates with shaving foam on them, yeah. right? I get pied in the face. I did not accept that is non-consensual. Non-consensual yeah, pie. Yeah, pie in my face. <laughs> and then Where you look round and you realised you actually had a pantomime. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Without a doubt in my mind, you've definitely been shaving foamed in the face, haven't you? 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, through doing pantomime and stuff. Now it's shaving foam. Used to, back, in the, back in the old days, we used to use whipped cream. No, you didn't. Yeah, we used to oh, use whip, whipped cream on a thing like cream pie, right? And it was horrid. The smell of yeah. cream would be in your hair for days. You'd have to wash it and wash it and wash it. And now we go for the less smelly shaving foam, but you've got to be careful because it can sting your eyes. That's and it just the... tastes worse as well. And it tastes worse, yeah. So there's there's a few downsides. but And as well with shaving foam, like cream can become liquidy, whereas shaving foam, you can get a good... You've got a bit of volume coming yeah, out of your you head. Yeah, you can, can't when you? It's, when it's oh, you give, you give it one of them with your eyes when you wipe them away. Like, <laughs> yeah. like windscreen wipers. Yeah, windscreen like. wipers, oh. yeah. <laughs> but the trick is for anybody who wants to pie somebody in the face, don't hit them hard. If you hit them hard, it splats everywhere. The pie doesn't remain on the face. <laughs> you want to do it moderately. Tom, are we still recording? Yeah. So, so, my method to you is... Quick to start, and as you near the nose, slow down. So funny. And then leave the majority of oh, the cream. Who's, who's that coming from the other end of the playground? That looks like Lucas Kirkby. He's grinning and he's coming at me slow. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think I might. I might leave. <laughs> Here he comes. What, boys, you don't understand in a scripted pantomime situation. They know it's coming. <laughs> Join, um, has there ever been a scenario in a pantomime yeah. where you and another character have got um, whipped cream faced and then, like puppies, have licked the cream off each other's faces? Never. <laughs> but who knows? Next year, next Christmas, it might, it might well happen. Maybe they'll switch it to cream. I only say that because once we had two puppies, yeah. our family... And we give them a tin dog food each. Mm. And then once they'd finished each of their bowls, they licked each other's faces. I thought it might be a similar scenario. No, pantomime is nothing like dogs. But yeah. Alas. Um, yeah. It's Christmas morning. Hey! Uh, 
<laughs> Come down, Harry. Um, yeah, and uh, Harry's a bit shocked. He goes, I've got presents. And Ron says, what were you expecting? Turnips? No, Ron. I was expecting nothing. Because I'm an orphan. <laughs> I think Ron is like trying to get funny like Malfoy. Yeah. I think I think he's you know Malfoy's had the better of him the past few times. I think maybe he's trying his like kind of sarcastic remarks on Harry, but they're not quite landing, are they? Is this before or after they have like Christmas dinner? This is before. This is before. This Christmas must be dinner, before. Yeah. yeah. So it's first thing in the morning. I'm thinking they're yeah. having the presents. The perception I'm getting from Ron is I was like I really relate to this now. Ron is one of those friends that you have as a child that you think's great. Yeah. But when you tell your family about them, they're like, this kid sounds awful. He yeah. sounds like a proper little... I, I was actually reading this chapter to my girlfriend while yeah. I was doing the voices. And like, yeah. I made Ron out to be such an oaf. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know whether it was intentional. Like, yeah. It must have just been unintentional because his dialogue just is so like oaf-like. Yeah. <laughs> the boy, I don't know why. Can, can you read it? Can you read Ron? As like, uh, I don't know if I can even find a bit with his dialogue in. Can you read him as like a bit pleasant at all? No. No, you can't. <laughs> you can't do it. And, and the, the word is right that you've used there, Lewis. He is an oaf. <laughs> and going forward with this chapter, I, you know, in this book, we're reading Ron, we're not liking our first impressions, but in the back of my mind, he's like, he'll redeem himself yeah. over time. Yeah. So far, he hasn't. <laughs> uh, so I'm hoping by the end... We've only got about five chapters left after this. Yeah. But I'm hoping uh, he somehow redeems himself. But I think he's just a bit of a ninny, isn't he? I, yeah. I did love this whole like scene that was set you know, with them opening presents together. Because yeah. it's obviously like the first time Harry's had anything resembling like a, a proper Christmas yeah, morning. Definitely. And he's just like excited to have presents. He doesn't give a... If it's a uh, sweater, yeah, or if it's you know a flute, Hagrid's whittled yeah. together like yeah. it to, to be with like company who want you there, yeah. you know, like you, like you have got yeah. the complete like getting the same out of what you're giving them, yeah, like compared to how it must have been with the Dursleys for the past mm. uh, ten years, I'm mm. guessing, mm. Uh, it must be amazing watching Dudley open present after present and then you open yeah. a pair of sweaty socks, yeah, but but do you know what? There's always a little sliver of silver lining with the Dursleys. We'd have thought from the descriptions that they would send him nothing. Yeah. 50p! 50p! And back in the early 90s, that would be worth a lot more than it is today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could get... Not a Hogwarts, though. No, no. No, Not a Hogwarts. But he can spend it in July when he's back in the uh, the normal world. You could get a nice little bag of pick and mix for 50p in the 90s. And more. You could get a crisps. A 10p, a 25p Beano and the dandy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 20p each. Throw the dandy away for being smut. (laughs) Um, it's interesting. Uh, Hermione, box of frogs for Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, every flavour beans for Ron. Yeah. Guarantee they They've got a soddle. Yeah. They got Hermione yeah. nothing. Yeah. 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 Do, do you think the Weasley parents have been a bit negligent here with with their family? I thought of this. So it's just like imagine if it was like Christmas, and yeah. you're away for. All year, yeah. like at school, you're ready to see your family, right? Even if it's your mum and dad, like, you know, yeah. you, you want to see your family. They go, no, you can't come home. We're going to Spain this year. <laughs> like, that, you know, like, yeah. I'd be like, 
What? You have had the whole year to visit. Yeah, I know. Right? Why yeah. not go visit Charlie in Romania in November? <laughs> I mean, it's a plot device. It's a plot device, isn't yeah. it? But, like, it's, it's still, like, you know, yeah. amazing that... I, I I was thinking that. I remember the first time my parents went away sometimes at Christmas. I remember being a teenager, not mm. caring, mm. or, like, delighting in the misery of it. Yeah. Like, being in a house. Once for Christmas, I made myself a disgusting tuna pasta meal. Oh, <laughs> yeah. On Christmas Day. <laughs> On Christmas Day. And, ju- and just thinking, look at me. <laughs> like, just feeling sorry for myself. <laughs> but in a way, that was present enough for them to get, to ha- got so much delight in that, you yeah. know, pit self pity. Oh, yeah. What a gift! What Thank a you, mum and dad. <laughs> can I can I ask you guys a question? Yes, please. Uh, what's the worst Christmas present you've ever received? And I know a lot of your family, you know, mm-hmm. may listen to the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, you know, be as truthful or or if, even if you don't want to give an answer, you know, I'm I'm, I'm happy with that. Worst Christmas present. While you're thinking, I've got one. Go on. Not necessarily the worst, but the weirdest, because to this day, I do not know what it was or what it was for. (laughs) So, one year, uh, one of uh, my auntie and uncle got me this thing, and I don't know what it was. It was a brick, Mm. and attached to it was a plasticine (laughs) man. And that was the gift. You're going to have to describe yeah. this more. So yeah. it was, <laughs> what are you talking about? It was like... A, I don't know what that is. It, it was like a, like a brick. Mm. Uh, like a builder's brick? No, like a small brick-shaped object. Sounds like a doorstop. Like a wooden or... Maybe, maybe yeah. it was. Yeah. But it was that. And then it had like this man who looked like he was climbing it attached you, to it. Were you always slamming doors when you were in a house or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, maybe that, that was it. Maybe <laughs> yeah, they... They never said what it was, and me, like my mum and dad, my sister. Just couldn't. didn't ask. You didn't even ask them. You were just like. Just felt awkward. No. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. You're not going to ring up your auntie and uncle and go, thanks very much for my present. Uh, what is it? <laughs> no, but you always personalise it a bit, don't you? When, you? when you ring someone or write a letter, you're yeah. like, thank you for the insert object here. Do, do you know yeah. what I mean? Thank like, you for the brick. <laughs> yeah, thank you for that. Thanks for that. Thanks yeah. for the brick. So it wasn't like, it, it wasn't Are a bad you, influence on you me. Still got it? it? Uh, no. No. Wonder what happened to that? I know, but I was about seven or eight. This your auntie and uncle? Auntie and uncle, yeah. Mum's dad's side? Uh, It'll be my mum's brother. Mum's brother? Calling them out on the podcast. Yeah. Wow. I'm 95% sure they're not listening, but if you are, (laughs) let me know what that was. (laughs) What was it? (laughs) Um, I don't know. Sometimes you get little naff presents from. Yeah. Sometimes. if you've got a grandmother that's got a lot of grandchildren, yeah. there's a good chance you're not going to get... You just get, like, some Pringles or, like, a oh. box of Fox's biscuits or a, something like that. A pen or something, you know, yeah. like, a pen from, like, Pound Stretcher or something. Oh, like. yeah. It, it, is, it is funny, because when you do get something like that, you just, like, you don't really mind, do you? Yeah. You just, like... Whatever. You just, yeah, whatever. Like, <laughs> whatever. You know, um, my, brother, my brother is the king of bad gifts. Great. And uh, one year he bought me... Um, like three books, mm-hmm. size of your fi- fist, yeah. thick. So, um, four, fifth, and sixth in a series. So without the first, without the first three, just bought me these. You know, it was a <laughs> foot deep in in yeah. text and words, and that was it. I was like, thanks. Did, did you? Cheers. Did you ever buy the accompanying series? No, it was like an obscure fantasy novel to do with like dragons and stuff like that. You know, I can't remember what exactly it was. Another uh, year, he bought you uh, a jar of. 
oh yeah, Dolmio's uh, <laughs> pasta mix and like, because I was at uni and he bought me like a five kilogram bag the, of pasta. It was the white, wasn't it? it yeah, was, it was just a lasagna what, sauce. It wasn't even lasagna like, sauce. yeah, it was just a lasagna topper. That, that, was another, that was another year. And <laughs> um, my dad bought me a Serrano ham. Yeah. Great. Yeah, well, I'm like, <laughs> so what, what an effort to get this prepared. Did you ever crack that boy open? It's still in my cellar. Is it okay? Uh, Serrano ham, you know. To the keep. I have no idea. <laughs> there you go. There's only one way to find Looked out. Him. I was as you were telling that story. I have actually once someone did give me the fourth book in a fantasy series. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah it was him. Tell you what, I once got right, and this was a couple of years ago. Work Secret Santa, right? Oh, I got twenty of them then. Right, but, but listen to this, right? Work Secret Santa. A fiver, we agreed. Everyone's paying a fiver for a present. Yeah. Okay. I get my present. I open it up. Not in front of everybody, but uh, I, I don't think I was in when they did that. I open it up, and it's a tie. It's a, you know, a bit cheap looking, a bit plasticky, but I think whatever. They yeah. bought me. They bought me a tie, right? There's a, a piece of card in the tie, folded into the like the crease of the tie. Uh huh. I pull it. I pull out the card, and it says. Thank you for buying this book. Here is your free tie. <laughs> <laughs> so they'd obviously ordered something on Amazon. You got this free, like, little plastic tie. And thought, oh, I'll, uh... That's a crazy free gift for a book. I know. Yeah, <laughs> mental. Are you yeah, sure yeah. it wasn't just a big bookmark? <laughs> Maybe it was, yeah. Well, but that is more likely what I'd use it for than uh, as an actual tie. <laughs> still, still got the tie? Uh, I don't know. I might have kept it. Just because it makes me laugh when I look at it. Some crafty people mm. keep a box for gifts like this mm. and they'll put them all together and then give them away to other yeah. people. Yeah. Read gift mm-hmm. bits of shite. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've got any sense of dignity about yourself, throw it away. Stop the chain. Yeah. Yeah. Stop the chain. Stop the chain. Stop it being passed round. Now, we want to know, please let us know what is your worst Christmas present ever been. So email us, potvisioncomedy at gmail.com. You can text us, Twitter us, all that kind of stuff. Uh, And also, if you know what the brick with the person attached to it was, please let us know. Auntie and uncle. Auntie and uncle. (laughs) Solve that uh, 20-year-old mystery. (laughs) Harry unwraps a gift. Um, There's no beating around the bush. It is the invisibility cloak. Slides to the floor, isn't it? (laughs) Slides to the floor. (laughs) Silky. What was that? (laughs) Uh, Should, I wanted to ask you boys... Should an invisibility cloak, even though it belongs to him, mm. be given to an 11-year-old boy? <sighs> Definitely I, not. No. I had some thoughts about this, actually. Okay. I think it's a weird thing to pass down to your kids. <laughs> it's a bit It's a bit like... Invisibility cloak's a bit... I don't know. It's a bit weird and mysterious, isn't it? Like, yeah. what was his dad doing under that cloak? Yeah. And it's also like you're, you're almost giving him permission to be naughty. Yeah. 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 Invisible. Any when normally when the discussion of what superpower would you want talk comes about, mm-hmm. generally when someone says invisibility, yeah, it's always mischief that they're up oh, to. Yeah, L- looking through through <laughs> locker room keyholes, <laughs> right? Yeah, looking through in the uh, bushes, looking through bedroom keyholes, yeah. uh, wearing a nightgown. Be we Willy Winky stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do feel like it would be like the equivalent in the real world in the muggle world of like my dad like handing down like a Flash's trench coat and like a <laughs> pair of binoculars like there you go these were mine they're yours now get up to some mischief boy <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I don't know if Harry should be given one. What would you boys do if you were given an invisibility cloak um, now and when you were a child? Do you know what? Because obviously, I... hopefully, your interests are different now. Mm-hmm. I think now I would just put it on and enjoy not being disturbed. Just... A lot of people disturbing you. Yeah, all the time, you know, trying to read a book. Drive, uh, just putting it on while driving. You know, got me thoughts. <laughs> yeah, it's difficult to know. It's difficult yeah. to not think of something that isn't mischievous. You know, mm. even as an adult, you know, because mm. it, does, it doesn't. It's quite a thing to have on you, isn't it? Like a cloak. Yeah. Like you're not able to do much. You know, under there. Oh, do you know what I'd like to do? Uh, get closer to animals. Oh, you know, I, good. you know, sometimes you go near an animal and it runs off, doesn't it? And I love animals. Yeah. So I think if I had an invisibility cloak, I'd shuffle over and get closer to like a sheep or something. I, as a Welsh person, that sounds uh, <laughs> a, bit, a bit more than mischievous. Um, but you know, just to look at them. Is that why you've got that sheepskin coat? <laughs> all, all your like Welsh friends and family back home going, "What's he doing? What's <laughs> he saying that for? Stop fueling the fire." It would be something boring, like getting to the front of queues or something like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like getting through um, security and airports. I, I, throw that on I think I'd just go to sleep in it. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully never wake up. <laughs> going, uh, yeah, just... Uh, we apologise. Tommy's going through some uh, dark thoughts I, I think um, staying in the cinema, maybe have a whole... Well, that'd be exhausting, actually. Yeah. yeah. Do you see one... Well, walk into the cinema without paying, that'd be all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, that'd yeah. Be right. Walk yeah. into cinema... Yeah. Um, without paying, that'd be all right. That's still mischievous. Yeah, but you're not perving on anyone, yeah. are you? But do you know what? If you're going to do that, go in the middle of a weekday. Don't be going Saturday night when it's going to be busy. You're going invisible. <laughs> you sit on D4. <laughs> Two people arrive. Where are we? D4. <laughs> Shit, you have to sneak to E5. Ooh, Before you know E5. it, you sit on the front row. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I might as well not be. Yeah. Well, you take the cloak off when you're in. once you're in, boy. Oh, right. <laughs> So you're just getting through. All right, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> what, to, um, oh, I take sitting at the front of the cinema. No, you, you take sips of people's cokes, wouldn't you? Oh yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> have a quick slurp of the Tango Ice Blast. I saw a film at the cinema when I was a young boy, and someone, Did you? someone threw a mini egg at the back of my head. <laughs> and mini eggs have got some heft Ooh, to them. Yeah, they are. They are like rocks. Yeah. I was going to mention this actually because of the snow- not mini eggs. <laughs> no, not mini eggs, but the idea of people throwing things that are hard and snowball fights because they have a snowball fight Christmas Day. Yes. I was once in a snowball fight, like on the street with like mates used to hang around with about nine, ten, something like that. And they decided it would be funny to put stones in the middle of the snowballs. Yeah. So you'd get pelted by a snowball. And then I'm know. sure I had like a bleeding head at one point because yeah. somebody like pelted a rock at me head. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it was a very traumatic experience. Forget the snowballs, I'm just throwing stones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, mm. Growing up in Blackpool, we didn't get much snow. I think this might be due to the salt air yep. that's going around out there. Mm-hmm. So you don't get much, much... It has to be real cold to get snow. Oh, yeah. So, like, I always wanted snowball fights. Yeah. Uh, but then never got snow. When I moved to Manchester, and you get snow quite a bit in Manchester, yeah. the feeling had passed me. I was like, mm. I don't want a snowball fight with anyone. No. Yeah. Just get your hands cold, don't you? Yeah. Get a rock in the head. <laughs> you're hitting a certain age, yeah. unless you're Will Ferrell's elf. Where snowball fights are just not for you. What do you think you'd do as a kid with an invisibility cloak? 
I think pranks like uh, I don't know scaring people. Walk into your parents' room at night, watch them sleep. <laughs> yeah, sleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? No, I think I just frighten people. I think yeah, that would be good. <laughs> frightening people. Mm. Yeah. We're looking yeah. at looking at nudie ladies. <laughs> you reckon? Yeah, probably on the internet. Throwing <laughs> 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 it over my computer as well. <laughs> Um, now they yeah. don't uh, we do have spoilers in this they don't tell Harry who it, it doesn't say in the note who gave him the invisibility cloak and I can't remember I feel like in the film it's from Dumbledore is it? I was thinking either it'd be Dumbledore or Godfather yeah Godfather? yeah <laughs> you know Marlon Brando <laughs> Dumbledore does sort of know Harry's going to be sneaking around I think he's yeah. egging him well, on how a else bit. would he catch him he's, yeah. he's egging him on he's giving him the cloak and he's like oh mm. let's see what he does with it mm. <laughs> <laughs> gets um, this little boy's mind uh Fred and George come running in yeah Harry stuffs the cloak into his pocket or something yeah. wherever he stuffs it these boys have got the Christmas spirit. Hey. They're coming in with this enthusiasm. Lads, get your jumpers on. Doesn't matter. Mum knitted that for you. Percy, yeah. get yours on. These lads understand yeah. the meaning of family at Christmas. How old must they be in this chapter? 14. Yeah. Yet they're bringing their brothers together. Percy and, I, yeah. uh, what's he called, Ron, don't yeah. fully understand that the parents are neglecting them yep. this time of year. <laughs> Fred and George are doing all the heavy lifting. The, all the, the heavy lifting <laughs> in the parenting front, aren't they? The, like, absolutely. Bring them together. Yeah. Absolutely. Normally, if when they have the Christmas back at the borough, Fred and George are up getting mum and dad out of bed <laughs> yeah. at 10 a.m. Go on over again, mum. <laughs> Waiting for three it's hours flashing. to open our presents. <laughs> oh my god, I've just figured it out. Fred and George are knitting the jumpers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they're knitting the jumpers. <laughs> Put it on us. Put it on doing that. Because <laughs> that makes more sense because I don't think Mrs. Weasley. Because Ron hates maroon. We all yeah. know this. Yeah. We mentioned it in our show. I don't think she'd knowingly knit. If she knew he didn't like maroon, she'd knit him a maroon jumper. So maybe it is Fred and George winding yeah. him up. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got such a terrible attitude. Yeah. With a little knit like this, mm-hmm. they need to be wound up. Yeah. Like, yes. if you've got a bad attitude, yeah. you have to, like, keep... Mm-hmm. <laughs> keep getting them to their uh, snapping point. <laughs> yeah. So they realise they're acting insane. Yeah. They never do, though. They just think the world's against them. <laughs> um, yeah, good boys. So then they sit down at uh, Christmas dinner. Ooh. Christmas dinner. A hundred fat roast turkeys. You're a liar, Harry Potter. There is not a hundred fat roast turkeys. There's about ten of you there. Yeah, a fat roast turkey. I looked it up. A large turkey serves between ten and twelve adults. Oh, my God. If they've got a hundred, they've got enough for a thousand people. Well, Hagrid's having two. Hagrid's having two. We know that. He's drinking all the wine. Uh, But... Why are there a hundred? The excess of food waste in Hogwarts is insane. Because we find out it's not magic. It's not magic. It's not magic. People have to make that. They're killing turkeys. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A hundred turkeys slain. Yeah. It's for little Harry Potter to fill his guts. Yeah, Hagrid who on one hand is nursing these owls back to health, on another is slaughtering a hundred turkeys. What must he be thinking, this man? You, you poor beast. <laughs> Do you reckon any of those owls slipped in there? <laughs> Hopefully. Some of the ones that didn't make it? I reckon so. They've got long legs, owls, apparently. 
They have when you lift up their oh. feathers. <laughs> oh, they've got like long skinny legs like fl- flamingos. Yeah. So they've got yeah, yeah, yeah. flesh and then like that little, you know, stalky bit, whatever that is. Not much meat on an owl. <laughs> I'd like to have one of them cooked. Hagrid's, Hagrid, uh, the, it says in the book, Hagrid is drinking mm-hmm. cups of wine after wine Too and demand, demanding more wine. I don't even think she need to write that. Because <laughs> I was like... We knew it. He was red in the face, he's yeah. pissed, and he kisses Professor McGonagall on the cheek. Inappropriate. Huge swing. Yeah. <laughs> Huge swing, Hagrid. You're but employed she by Hogwarts. <laughs> she likes it. She blushes and she giggles. This... Yeah. That no, she's saving face. She didn't want to embarrass him. Mm, yeah. The amount of women who must have had a kiss on the cheek off some oaf yeah. and then just gone, ha ha, ha, ha. yeah, got back <laughs> home, whipped out their quill, letter to the letter to Dumbledore straight yeah. away. I hope you're right. I hope you're right because I want to see no more of this subject. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to hear any more about their romance. He can get away with anything. Yeah, get Hagrid. away with anything. Untouchable. Now they're at the table and they have. These wizard crackers. Nothing like the feeble oh, muggle crackers. Oh, the rubbish <laughs> ones. Those muggle crackers. I love how shit muggle crackers are. With compared to what he describes, these wizard crackers are overkill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Deafening people at the dinner table. Yeah. Boom! I'm covered in blue blue smoke. Oh, live mice. Oh, I, I now own mice to mine. After pulling this cracker, I now have to look after mice. Your mice is in my suit. I, I, I love how they're dissing the crackers as well, but they're happy yeah. to take a holiday. They're happy mm. to take a muggle yeah. holiday and go, yeah, we'll make it better. Yeah, there you is take the muggle holiday, but... There's no mention in this chapter of our Lord and Saviour Jesus yeah, Christ. Definitely not. There's no speech by Dumbledore about the true meaning no. of Christmas. No. They are taking the, all of the capitalist elements and they, exploiting them. They'll eat our turkey, but they will not pull our crackers. <laughs> they will not pray to our Lord. <laughs> now then, this, I've got a couple of Christmas surprises with me today. Okay. And one of them is, I was waiting for this moment, because I have brought some crackers that I thought oh, we could wow. pull. Hey, now these are, these are from Sainsbury's, <laughs> and they cost me £6. They're dinner crackers. Oh my God, oh, wow. edible, are they edible? They're, the crackers themselves are not edible. <laughs> well, they shouldn't be called dinner crackers. <laughs> dinner crackers, that's interesting. Yeah, maybe it's like, a, so people who don't celebrate Christmas can still oh, call crackers. Yeah, like maybe that. it's one of those types yeah, of things, like, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, just to appeal to... To, to all faiths and all, backgrounds. All faiths. So, we've got six, which means we can do every combination <laughs> of people, but tell you what, we'll just do three, shall we? We're going cross. Oh, we're going to cross. Right, hang on. Right. One, one two, three. Oh, I'll give you that one, Lewis. <laughs> Making me lose. We go. So, let's Major see what Lewis. we've got. <laughs> Hey, tweezers, not bad. Live mice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I've got two pencils. That's exciting. Two pencils. All right, I'll that's get crazy. my hat on. What'd you got? Fittingly, I think I've got a magic trick. Oh, oh that's that, exciting. That puzzle. I don't know, it's a spring with a ring. Exciting. Spring with a ring. See, and this, hey, this could tell us what houses we're in. I've got red for Gryffindor. Oh, no. Tommy's yep. yellow for Hufflepuff. Hufflepuff. And purple, purple for Dumbledore. Like for Hagrid. Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing a hat on a hat. Uh, yeah. Have we got a joke? We have got a joke. Uh, Lewis, why is it harder to buy advent calendars? I don't know, Lucas. Because their days are numbered. 
It's the funniest thing that's been said on this podcast. <laughs> Lewis, would you like to have a go? Yeah. Where does Santa keep his money? Go on. A snowbank. That's good. Easy. Very good. Okay, one. Very good. Um, what happened to Kate Middleton on her wedding night? <laughs> what? <laughs> she was held against her will. I don't go for stuff like that. Oh. <laughs> Jokes like that in a cracker. You bring dirty crackers like this <laughs> on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> I've never heard that joke before. All the way. So there we go. Wizards crackers. I did that. Um, I was at my uh, girlfriend's uh, dad's house one Boxing Day, and they did crackers, and everyone was reading the jokes out. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and they're all, you know, jokes like that. Santa Claus keeps yeah. his money and all that stuff. And I thought, I know. I'll pretend to be reading it out, but I'll just say a weird joke. <laughs> and I thought everyone would find it really delightful. Yeah. But uh, her dad and her stepmom both went, that's disgusting. I can't, like, I can't, I can't believe that's Where's on a... Where's your receipt? I can't believe that's on a cracker, yeah. And I was like... And I'm ripping it up going, I know, it's mad, isn't it? It's crazy. <laughs> it, eating it. <laughs> But do you know what? I think we've had more fun in the past two minutes than we would have done if we'd have had an explosion in our face. That's true, actually. Yeah. yeah. More than, you know, I would rather have a fortune tellerfish and a mini shoehorn than live mice. Yeah. 100%. What? And what? A captain's hat was one of the other things yeah, that came Yeah, a rear out. admiral's hat. Bonkers. Mental. Bonkers. Grow your own warts kit. Yeah. Mmm. Why would you want that? <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, I've look. got warts. Good. <laughs> Fred and George are rubbing it on Percy's arse. <laughs> Get on the... <laughs> you scamps. Um, well, I imagine that. Look at me. I've got warts all over my hands. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Could you go wash your hands, please? That's disgusting. Um, that's interesting. I thought, so, the other to bed, Harry's waiting for Ron to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, and Ron closes the curtains on his bed. And I thought, for a boy who sleeps in a four-poster bed, yeah. Ron's got the worst attitude of any other boy <laughs> in the world. Yeah. Maybe it's the novelty of it, because, you know, I'm assuming he sleeps on a rug or something <laughs> back at the borough or whatever, so he's just making the most of those bed curtains that he's not Ron, turn, Ron turned up at Hogwarts and went, as expected. <laughs> yep, I deserve... It's about time I sleep in a four-poster bed. So Harry decides to get his, um, what's it called out, his uh, cloak out yeah. and to go I'd give it a whirl privately. So it's given to him by his father. He wants to do it on his own. Yeah? I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's a really nice thing. You know, obviously he doesn't remember his father. Yeah. Uh, you know, he died when he was uh, one years old. Yeah. I mean, that, you know, to be sentimental, I think that's lovely that he has his first kind of trip with it on his own. Imagine what, has, has your dad ever given you a gift specifically? Like, uh... Like a sentimental gift, uh, <laughs> not that I can think of. No. no. So, in, um, I'd like to be. I'd be like to be the first to try on the Mr. Bean outfit my father gave it me. Uh, <laughs> it's very my, my dad's tried to give me gifts before. You know, like not on Christmas. Like, oh, I found this coat in the attic. Do you want it? You wear yeah. it to school. I'm like, I'm not wearing that to school, Dad. That is ridiculous. <laughs> I my yeah. dad gave me a ring uh, once. He because he bought himself a ring. Uh, after one of the hardest uh, work from work away from home jobs of oh, his yeah. life, he had to go yeah. work in Wales for months. Oh, and oh. it was and it was Wales, <laughs> Wales. Oh. 
<laughs> and it was just the experience for him, not the not the country. <laughs> it was just awful. When he bought, yeah. got back, he bought himself like a a gold ring as like a, a like you know a well, little yeah. present yeah, for yeah, himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he gave it me like I didn't feel this ring anymore. And I wore it to sixth form one day, and this girl just started bullying me, going, uh, "Oh, is that your wedding ring? Are you married? Are you hoping to marry someone?" I was like, "I'm not wearing that again." I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, God, "Awful experience." So um, I do like I do like how different your your high school and Lucas's high school are, like as as projected on this podcast and the episodes that have already been. I think it's really rubbed off on our personalities as well. Yeah. Yes, I do as well. <laughs> um, it's interesting. So Harry decides to have a go on the cloak. Oh yeah. First things first. Let's get to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing his hands together. And also first things first. Right. Make sure I'm invisible. But. Let's get this lamp on. <laughs> <laughs> no one will see me with this massive lamp. He lights a lamp and he's walking around with it and so it looks like the um, lamp is hovering on its own. Yeah. And it gives Harry the creeps. You're the one holding it. <laughs> Harry, you're the one holding it. Put, put it down. Or like... Oh, I'm creeping myself out. <laughs> Just in the library. <gasps> These books are levitating. <laughs> oh, Harry, you're picking them up. Calm down. You're, you're within it. <laughs> I'm going to be sick. Oh, I'm going to be sick. Um, yeah, and then um, he finally finds the mirror of Eriset. Oh, yeah. Bumps into it. He has to put his hand over his own mouth <laughs> to stop himself from screaming. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what's going to work, isn't it? A hand in front of your mouth. Books are screaming at him. He opens a book that starts screaming, and then he's scre- everybody's screaming. Scream, scream, <laughs> scream. Why isn't this called Chapter Twelve? Yeah. Screaming. But it's interesting. Mm. Being alone can make you more likely to scream. Yeah. Yes. Um, have I told this story before about me watching the Poltergeist? No. So me and my sisters one year were watching the Poltergeist at our house. Mm. In the kitchen on a small television, mm-hmm. the room was brightly lit, and because it was like brightly lit, the film seemed nothing to us. Yeah, yeah. A boy was getting eaten by a tree, and we couldn't stop laughing. We were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, that's so funny! That's so bad." A couple of years later, I'm home alone, and I see Poltergeist on telly. I go, "Oh, this old funny film. Let's put this on." And I'm sat in the living room with the lights on. Mm, yeah. yeah. And I think it's the bit with the clown under the bed. Right. Mm. As an 18 year old boy. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> I screamed at the top of my lungs. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Watching a that film. film. That is mental. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I think it was the last time it ever happened. But yeah, it really got me. But it must be like a thing where you know, like if you shout or if you swear, it makes you feel better. It must be something like that with yeah. screaming. That yeah. must be the the benefit. Yeah. Or is it a thing of? I need help, somebody hear me screaming and rescue me. I think it's like an evolutional thing. Yeah. Like you said, like, you know, if you're scared, you scream so people around might hear you and come to your aid. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Must be. Must be. <laughs> yeah, but there's them monkeys who scream. Woo! Woo! There's a, there's a really nice like feel to this chapter because it's like really wholesome and heartwarming at the mm, start mm. and then he sort of like dives into like a bit of creepiness because like mm. it is a children's book at the end of the day mm. and like reading it I was like oh this is such like a nice like moonlit like you know theme and like he's sneaking yeah. around Hogwarts uh-huh. and it feels a bit bad mm-hmm. and like I could feel like if I was a kid reading that I'd be like oh this is a bit naughty oh, yeah, like yeah. do you know what I mean like I'm, he's where he shouldn't be with that um also, 
the fact that a really strange thing is happening to him. Mm-hmm. He's seeing his dead relatives in yeah. the mirror, <clears throat> yeah. and it's not just a photograph of them. They're like moving and, and kind of yeah. and waving at him, and he's yeah, yeah, crying yeah. and stuff. That is traumatic. Yeah, yeah. Really possibly. Traumatic. And even more traumatic in the first draft, uh, you know, he sees his mum. You, you don't know about this first draft of the book, but uh, it shows he sees his mum. She's got my eyes. She's got my hair. She looks like me. She sees his dad. Ooh, my dad's got curly blonde hair. Uh, he doesn't look anything like me. He's short. <laughs> and then in the background, there's a milkman uh, with, uh, with his hair uh, and his glasses and his eyes just winking at him. So, that was the first draft, was it? So, yeah, that was the first First uh, okay. draft, but JK decided <laughs> not to go with the milkman's having an affair no. with Lily. Your deepest, darkest desires is the winking milkman. <laughs> <laughs> well, and if he had winked, maybe Harry wouldn't have been born. Dumbledore, <laughs> I see the milkman too. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's looking in the mirror, yeah. uh, and at one point, he's, he was so close that his nose was almost touching the mirror. Mm. Step back! At that point, Harry, you're looking into your own eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not seeing anything else. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then he sees an old man with knobbly knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he goes, oh, it must be my granddad. Or any old man. <laughs> there's, right? there's two people that have got knobbly knees. Yeah. That's old men and the Bash Street kids. <laughs> They're the knobbliest knees. <laughs> now, here's a fact about me I don't think you'll know. Mm-hmm. When I was about uh, seven or eight... Yeah. I came second in a knobbly knees contest. Whoa. Yeah, in a in a contest. And guess who was first? Your Pug. sister. Me dad. <laughs> <laughs> Your dad. Who was judging this? Judged by Susan like... Kirkby. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, boys, get yeah. our knees washed. <laughs> we were all lined up in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sister got bronze. Your mum gets the novelometer out. <laughs> the novelometer. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, you'd be rated on knocking sound, uh, nobleness. Where was this? <laughs> Distance from leg. Where was this hosted? This was like, you know, like a village fate type oh, yeah. thing. It was on like a farm where they had like donkey down. Yeah, you, and, yeah. You or, you know, yeah. all that kind of no, stuff. No, Keith Wells was there. Like Donkey Derby, <laughs> I don't know, um, Market Stalls, Tom Anything with sheep? Monkey, Ma- with Monkey sheep. Man did a speech. <laughs> <laughs> Monkey Man. Um, and, uh, Thank you all for coming. <laughs> but yeah, I lost out to my dad in the, in the Nobbly Knees contest. Any uh, prize? I don't know. I can't remember, actually. Yeah? Mm. A brick with a, a man on, on the it. Knees. <laughs> a pat on the knees. A kiss on the knees from the fairest bell at the, on yeah, the page. Yeah. A pat on the knees from the mayor. The uh, <laughs> <A> monkey <map. laughs> Yeah. Harry stared hungrily yeah. back into the mirror. Hungry boy. Mm. This, mm. Boy, this boy's... Um, I think he might have some kind of eating disorder. Mm. His appetite is all over the place. He's either gorging himself yeah. or he's not eating. Mm. In the Quidditch uh, yeah. chapter, Harry eats something. No. Yeah. In this chapter, Harry eats something. No. Yeah. Boy. Well, he was right because he probably would have been sick in that Quidditch chapter. Yeah, that's true. Like that. Good job he had nothing in his belly. How interesting. Mm. Good Good boy. Why didn't we have you two weeks ago? <laughs> didn't read. The, didn't even read the chapter. <laughs> Good idea. That's why you had nothing. Wow. Wow. So the mirror shows your inner deepest desire. Yeah. Right? How nice. Yeah. I thought of Ron. Bless him. 
Yeah. He initially that he's looking into the mirror. Yeah. And he's seen himself, you know, with a bit of notoriety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's head boy. Yeah. He's mm-hmm. captain of the Quidditch team. He's got the House Cup. Yeah. But then when Dumbledore analysed it a bit, yeah. and he said like, uh, uh, "See, Ron is always overshadowed by his brothers." Mm-hmm. Um, in the mirror, he more or less wishes they were dead, <laughs> so he could, uh, so he can have all the glory himself and not have to compare himself to them. It's like the Harry, the boy who has nothing. He's yeah. rich in nothing. He's got money, but he's yeah. got nothing. Mm. Wishes for family. Ron, mm-hmm. who's rich in family, mm. wishes he had no family. No family. <laughs> who's around you, Ron? <laughs> no one. Yeah, I, I love Ron goes as well. He goes, uh, do you think it tells the future? Harry's like, my parents are dead, mate. <laughs> <laughs> what are you on about? Idiots. Does it tell the future? Oh, fuck. Uh, Knuckle down. <laughs> What would you boys? What would you boys? What would you boys be seeing in the mirror at age eleven? Probably the same as Ron, because I remember, uh, you know, like Potter main Like we grew up when obviously mm, yeah. Harry Potter was very, very popular. Yeah, and like yeah. you know, we grew up when the books were being released. Mm. Still, and Potter mania was massive, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think everyone who read the books like lay in bed at night and thought oh I wish I could just get that letter from Hogwarts I could go to Hogwarts Mm -hmm. I could cast spells I think for me like looking back it wasn't the spells that I was interested in the magic I think I just wanted to be like Harry Potter where everyone knew me yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, I can walk in a place and go, You're Lewis Shaw, I know you. You're going to be a great wizard. Like, we're, that. Meet, we're like, meeting at last. Yeah, we're meeting at last. You know, like a bit of like popularity. I think that's honestly what I would see. Ah! Do you know what? Oh, For your next birthday, Lewis, I'm going to dress up as Doris Crockford, <laughs> wait in a pub for you, and give you that experience. I've got a bit of a story, in... a story as well in regards to, you know, like how mad like, yeah. people got over Harry Potter and the new books. Okay. So we used to go camping as a family. Yeah. Um, me and my cousins, and uh, one of the books was going to be released while we were away on holiday. So mm. like my auntie and uncle like rang ahead to a book bookshop in Cornwall or something like that. Yeah, like yeah. That. Said reserves a copy. We'll come in and pick it up. Picked it up for one of my cousins. He did not put this book down. Mm. Like we were outside kicking about, throwing balls, like four hours straight. Right. We're sitting there like, Sam, do you want to play? Do you want to play football? Come on, mate. We'll, we'll have a game. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like, no, he, he was reading this book. Yeah. Um, after about four hours, the tent flaps spring open and he's absolutely pegging it to the toilet <laughs> block, holding his ass like this. He'd read <laughs> to the point where he nearly shit himself. Like he could not pull himself away from this book. Yeah. And he read to the point where, you know... Nature almost called. Sam, yeah. if you're listening, boy, want you to write in, have you learnt your lesson? <laughs> have you learnt your lesson? Have you learnt your lesson? Or are you still such an avid bookworm? <laughs> <laughs> that's how addicted people got to this book. Yeah. Honestly, one more plot twist and that turtle's head will have dropped. <laughs> yeah. Such a funny image. I don't know. Some, some People were infatuated with the books. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they weren't into it like... Yeah. It's wanting something that other people are desiring. Mm. Like people jumping on the bandwagon. I knew a boy from school mm. who there was one copy of the Order of the Phoenix when it came out yeah. in the school library. He he got it, he got his hands on it. Like I think it might have been the first one, had not read the other books. <laughs> just read that. <laughs> not read the other books, right? Didn't read this book. I think he might have read a couple of pages and then shot a BB pellet through five pages. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's what he wanted with the book. <laughs> That's great. It's a Horcrux. I love it. I love it. It's a Horcrux. Yeah, so what would you do with... What would you see in the mirror, Lucas? As, I think 11, now... 11-year-old boy. As an 11-year-old boy, um, I don't know. I think I used to dream of, like... Doing being on TV and stuff like mm. that. So I think at eleven Aww. at eleven years old, I think I'd have. It's and, and these are still things I would like. Cash know, in the attic, bullseye, yeah, all those kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anything on challenge. Um, yeah, I think I would have liked to like. I don't know. I'd add me to a comedy show or something, something yeah. like that. Nowadays, yes, that that is something that would be cool to do. But I think now, if I looked in the mirror, I'd like to see myself with some kids, uh, my own. <laughs> Can I just say? <laughs> Um, you know, like a little family, that'd be uh, that'd be nice. I think. I think. And yeah. when you say kids, you don't mean baby goats, do you? I do not mean baby goats. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't. Yeah, no. Yeah. I think I'd probably just see myself holding, I don't know, Little Britain on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> season six, just like <laughs> made it to season six. <laughs> yeah, and then I don't know McDonald's meal or something. I mean, yeah. because you didn't get McDonald's that much as yeah. a kid. Yeah, yeah. I'd probably just wish for the same now. Yeah. <laughs> more Little Britain, <laughs> more McDonald's meals. Yeah. Now um, night three. Mm-hmm. Harry goes back every night and on the third night Dumbledore reveals himself and reveals that he has been watching Harry <laughs> the past three nights in a row. Yeah. Off to bed, Albus. <laughs> no, no, I'm just going to spy on the 11-year-old boy that I've been watching for the past three nights. What? Where's your cloak then? Well, some wizards don't need cloaks, do they? <laughs> like me, Albus. <laughs> Tapping, Tapping his, his nose. nose. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I yeah, so... I don't know how I feel about him watching him three nights in a row. Yeah. Maybe one night he sees what he's up to and then... Would... Well, would parents be comfortable knowing that the headmaster can turn invisible? Like, And what else is he watching? I think it's more of the fact that, like, he portrays that this mirror is really, really dangerous, doesn't he? It? Yes. It's like, no more of that mirror, Harry. We're getting that mirror away from you. Like, if you knew on the first night, yeah. it's like a head teacher wouldn't have, like, a room full of heroin in his school yeah. and then go, like, yeah, here's the heroin. You can have it for two nights, but we're taking it away after that. Watching him use it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Look at him shooting up. <laughs> You'll wither away. You'll ruin your life. It's exactly that, isn't it? Yeah. He loves it. He loves it. Look at him. Because <laughs> the mirror is addictive, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's, it's addictive to sit and watch there. Mm. And he's just letting him get that getting hooked on it Dumbledore describes uh, the mirror he said some people have gone insane Mm. by like staring into it what would you have to be looking at you know to send you into a booty so jiggly (laughs) (laughs) I cannot comprehend (laughs) I wish it existed (laughs) I thought the jiggle would stop but it didn't it just kept going that is one jiggly booty (laughs) Who's watching that? Is that Neville Longbottom? <laughs> I think just me. I think, yeah, I think Tom's lying about his no, that's, mirror revelation. That's me. What, what do you see in the mirror, Tom? Uh, the WAP music video. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If you ever do run across it again, you'll be prepared. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> Don't, it has a blindfold. Right. <laughs> Yeah. What does that mean, Dumbledore? Yeah, Why am I going to run across it again? You've just said you're taking it away. Um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Did you notice the inscription on the mirror? It's obviously, um, it, 
it's you know the inscription it's backwards, yeah, it's isn't backwards. it? Yeah. Mm. It tells you what the mirror actually does. Like. Yeah, so I, I encoded that because it's it's not just backwards, but the space encoded. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean, decoded, whatever. Because <laughs> it's not just backwards; the spacing yeah. is wrong as well. Because if you turn it backwards, yeah. it still doesn't make sense. The words aren't like... split apart in the right way, are they? Yeah, exactly. I'm assuming she's done that so it reads better backwards. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Eris said, "Straeru oit ube kafru oit on." Woosie. Mm. Keep it English, Lucas. <laughs> All right, Asher, not your face, <laughs> but your heart's desire. Yeah. That yeah. what my favourite bit of this chapter. So Dumbledore <clears throat> says, um, uh, so Harry goes, so it shows you what you want. And he goes, not quite. It shows you your deepest, darkest desire. And then Harry goes, what's your deepest, darkest desire? <laughs> We're not that close. <laughs> I know I know yours because I've been peeping. <laughs> It's the milkman. <laughs> it's the winking milkman. <laughs> I love him. And Harry only realises it was a personal question hours later when he's in bed. <laughs> yeah, that was quite impersonal. That I reckon. I reckon Hagrid knows Dumbledore's deepest, darkest des- desire. And that's why. He's, that's yeah. why he's employed. Yeah, he, that's why he's employed. He's got some dirt on Dumbledore. A hundred percent. Yeah, and Dumbledore knows Hagrid's. He's not. <laughs> he's an alcoholic. <laughs> He's sex best. Yeah. Don't, don't tell anyone, Dumbledore. Please. Again, everyone's oblivious. <laughs> no one's going to figure it out. An interesting theme, this chapter. It's all, it's Christmas, it's mm. gifts. Harry wants nothing, he gets one of the most valuable gifts on earth. Mm. Uh, There's yeah. a lot of themes that mirror each other. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. a, there's a lot of stuff about family, it's a lot of stuff about getting what you want, what your desire mm. is, all that kind of stuff. And uh, having perspective as well, because he starts to kind of think, well, why are we looking for Nicholas Flamel? Is yeah. it that important when, you know, I've got my family and all this kind of I'm stuff? I'm not even sure why they are looking for Nicholas Flamel. Nosy buggers. He's just nosy. We've yeah. got to st- stop <clears throat> Snape. Why? Because he's trying he's trying to get behind that door. What evidence do you have behind that? He had a broken leg. Right, get out of my office. <laughs> <laughs> You're, you, you, you three are mad. Um, Hermione's absent from this chapter because she's back at home with her parents, yeah? Yeah. Having a normal Christmas. This is the first time she's seen them since uh, got leaving to go yeah. into the magical world. Yeah. Uh, that, they must be some interesting conversations they've been having. So what have you been up to? I've, yeah. been, try- I've been trying to solve mysteries and uh, creeping around at night. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> what has happened to you? You're, you're going to a different mm. school. My friend Harry nearly fall, fell off his broomstick. What? <laughs> Broke his neck. <laughs> uh, oh. And as well, because they're both dentists, mm. you know, I don't think they'd be advising Hermione to be giving sweets out as Christmas presents. What have you bought, Harry? Uh, chocolate frogs. What have you bought, Ron? Bertie bought every flavour beans. What is bad for your teeth? <laughs> what they, what they got you? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> Can't. It's depressing. Sad. (laughs) Right. Yes. Lads. Mm -hmm. How many out of 500 uh, Christmas turkeys are you giving this chapter? Lucas, start with you. Out of 500. This is very interesting. Yeah, go on. 500 fat Christmas turkeys. 
Do you know what? I love this chapter. I love Christmas. It made me feel all warm inside. Christmas Day. I like that uh, we get the whole mirror of error said, I think is a cool concept. Uh, sneaking around. There's lots going on. I really, really enjoyed it. Wasn't the most amazing chapter, but it had a warm, snuggly feeling like putting on a pair of old pyjamas. It was lovely. I'm going to give this out of 500... Four hundred and thirty-six fat turkeys. Ooh, that's a lot. <laughs> they call that Hagrid's portion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mr. Shaw, what are you thinking? Our five hundred fat tur- <laughs> Christmas turkeys. I really enjoyed reading this chapter. Like, I really did feel like the theming was like spot on in terms of like. Christmas being like a wholesome mm. time and like a holiday and it was like a glimmer of light in Harry's life even though he's gone to this magic school mm-hmm. it's still like quite grounding for him to have like at least a normal or edging towards like a normal Christmas mm. and the second half of the the chapter where he's seen the Erised uh, mirror was very I guess it didn't really drive forward the plot mm-hmm. too much, but it sort of established a relationship with him and Dumbledore, which wasn't there mm-hmm. before, I'm assuming. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he's not talked to Dumbledore before, right? Never, like, yeah. really. This is the first time where he's been on yeah, his own. not one-on-one. With Dumbledore, yeah. Mm. So obviously you do get the impression that Dumbledore's maybe taking some warmth or some, mm-hmm. you know, a liking to Harry Potter. So in... It did make me want to read on as well. Like, I read the chapter and I was like, bloody hell, this is well written. Like, I, I, could, yeah. I could read again. I know it's, like, young adult, but, like, it's yeah. still, like, um, really well, interests me. You are a young adult. Oh, oh I am. <laughs> um, Get that book I, out of that bin. <laughs> I'd go for... It's going to be similar to Lucas, I think. 430 ro- roast turkeys. Plump mm. roast turkeys. Very good. Very good. Thomas. Myself, I tell you what, uh, I read this chapter uh, in over summer, like the weather was overcast, and Mm. I wasn't feeling that Christmassy myself. Mm. But after hearing your descriptions, boys, of what you felt, I was like, you know what, they're right. Um, This is a bit of a coming-of-age chapter. Yeah. uh, Harry, you know, he's finally found his place in the world. He's got a family. Do you know what I mean? And this is at Hogwarts. New friends, you know, Dumbledore's being great to him and all that. And then there's the despair of looking into the what he can't have, you know, his deepest, Mm. darkest desire. Um, And that was quite sad. So he's really, it's a bit of a turning point for him. Mm. Um, And something is coming his way, you know. And it's put into perspective what's important in life. You know, Mm. he quickly gave up about looking for Mm. Nicholas Fumel. Really fun chapter. Presence, invisibility, and a peeping Dumbledore. <laughs> and it certainly feels to me like a little appy, like a palate cleanser before the climax of the book. It feels like a little, a little advert break almost. We're about to climax. I'm going to give this uh, chapter 401 oh. uh, Christmas turkeys out of 500. Hey! Right. Now, yes. are you ready yeah. for the Christmas edition of... Can I sing along? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right. Now, because it's the Christmas quiz, you sing along, Lewis, okay. and I'll do Ding Dong to okay. make it Christmassy. It's oh, better what? sound nice. I'll, I'll Ding Dong, because I don't All know. All right. <laughs> you Ding Dong. All right. You ready? Okay. 
Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you some questions. How well will you do? Quiz, quizzicky, quiz, quizzicky, quiz, 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 crew. Gonna ask you about Harry Potter, Lucas. How well will you do? I'll blow you a Christmas kiss. Oh, Christmas kiss. Right. Yes. So, because this is a Christmas edition of Quiz, and we've got yep. a friend of the show, Lewis, Lewis Shaw, in the audience, uh, we are doing this, um, <laughs> who wants to be a millionaire style. <laughs> the prize is a dance with me for 30 seconds. Yep. Can I get in on that? <laughs> yes. If you want him in. Um, the prize is a dance with me. Yeah. Uh, you have three lifelines. Okay. 50-50. Yeah. Ask the audience, which is Lewis Shaw, and phone a friend, which is Lewis Shaw. <laughs> Lewis Shaw, right, okay. <laughs> Question one. Yeah. What is hung around the Great Hall? Festoons of holly and mistletoe. Correct. <laughs> Question two. What is the name of the librarian? Uh, Madame Pince. <laughs> He's good. He's good. How many questions are there? I need to think about my lifeline. Shut up. It's like seeing Rain Man in real life. <laughs> <laughs> how, would you, how would you be doing so far if I was asking you? I think I would have got the Pince one. Mm. Yeah. Would you Not remember the, the Madame? Uh, was it Madame? Mm. Madame Pince, yeah. Mm. Uh, question three. Yeah. What did the screaming book look like? Um, oh, this is going to annoy me because it, it's two colours and um, I'm going to use one of my lifelines. <laughs> Hang on, what does 50-50 do? <laughs> These are multiple choice. What does 50-50 do? Um, choose it and see what happens. All right. Uh, all right, I'll tell you what, because I think there are two colours that you're asking me for. Mm. Uh so I'm gonna go with fifty fifty and you give me one of the colours. You don't work. Sorry. <laughs> you you don't decide how fifty fifty works. Alright. Uh, okay, he's using fifty fifty. Fifty fifty. Okay. So with fifty fifty, you can either phone a friend or ask the audience. What's the other two lifelines? Yeah, no. Alright. And it uses that lifeline, so you've now got two lifelines left. Alright. So what would you like to do? I'm gonna Ask the audience or phone a friend. I'm gonna ring Lewis Shaw. Okay. Right. See if he picks up. Hello. Lewis Shaw, you're live on quiz with uh, <laughs> little baby Tommy Laurie. I am. Yeah, you've got Lucas here and he needs your help, some help on a question. Lucas needs help on a question? <laughs> yeah. Usually a right swat of these. <laughs> right. He wants to know, what did the screaming book look like? Well, I remember there was a blood-stained book just before, before it. Um, mm. I'm thinking maybe green. <laughs> Okay. Maybe one of the colours was green. What okay. do you think, Lucas, about that? No, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Well, what other colours have we got? We've got brown, <laughs> red. Well, right, hang up. <laughs> this is no good. I should have asked the audience. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to go with it was... I think it was black and silver. He's correct. Yes! <laughs> Come on. Your lifeline paid off. Your lifeline. I've wasted two of my lifelines. Right, go on. Okay. Okay. Question four. What? Question four. What inscription is carved above the mirror? <laughs> Can I say it backwards? No. Oh, no. Can I use a pen and paper? No. Oh. Um, 
Uh, right, I'm going to ask the audience. Oh, no! <laughs> okay. okay. Let's put it to the audience. Audience, yeah. we've got Lucius. <laughs> write it down. No, you can't do that. No, I'm going to show it. That's what Look, the audience does. Okay, reading the book. Uh, well, yeah, I'm the host, make up your own rules. <laughs> Bullshit, this. Oh, am I doing it? Am I writing it down? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, okay. yeah. well, um, you've got to tell them what you think it is. Yeah. Uh, 100%. Um, something Heart's Desire, that's at the end. Uh, it's got to be backwards. It's got to be backwards. <laughs> oh, um, so oh, I'm not, we'll, not going to be able we'll, to help you. We'll pause because... this one and we'll go to question five. Right. That is the quiz. Anything goes. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. To take his mind off the mirror, yeah. uh, what does Ron suggest Harry do? Uh, either a game of wizard's chess or go visit Hagrid. Correct. Was it not think of like an old lady and dressing? Have <laughs> <laughs> you been reading the first draft? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. I've been reading that. Um, so, do you know the backwards uh, inscription of heart? Um, Eris said. <laughs> No, Eris, they're, they're Eris, not going to help you. No. <laughs> Eris said, Stra-Eru. Um, something, something, Wosey. I don't know. Something, something, Wosey. It's not what we like to hear, <laughs> listeners. Unfortunately, Mr Kirkby, you have lost the Christmas quiz. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm really sorry, Lucas. That's, that's all right. Next week, we have New Year's quiz. Maybe your resolution <laughs> would be to win the quiz. Win the quiz. <laughs> now, I've not won anything this week, but Tom, as it's Christmas, I've bought you a little gift. Oh. Should I close off the quiz? Yeah, let's we finish that first. Oh, okay. <gasps> Quiz, quizzy quiz, 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 Giving Tom a present in front of the guests, you know. <laughs> that is true. Uh, but as long as we don't mention it, we'll be all right. Oh, my God. There's your Christmas present. He's wrapped it. Uh, blue and uh, gold wrapping paper. Yeah, very exciting. Um, what? Right. While you're opening that, Tom, um, <laughs> could I request one of your French, French trip stories? <laughs> Have you got one in mind? Yeah, it's uh, the, the card that got wrote for the teacher. Um, at the end of the French trip, have you already told that on the podcast? I've not. You want to hear that Would story? You, if it's acceptable, you know. Yeah. I what think... do you think, Tom? I'll tell the story. Some choice language in there. Right, Lucas, you might like this story. Yes. And this is dragging this podcast. It's a Christmas special episode, <laughs> and hopefully, this will be very wanted for anyone sat at home mm-hmm. with no one to talk to um, <laughs> on the French trip. Yeah. Uh, uh, a birthday card was being passed around mm. for one of the teachers whose birthday it was. <laughs> we'd gotten a bit giddy on this French trip. Yeah. And uh, we'd recently seen Austin Powers. And at the end, there's a bit of a medley of them using different words for penis. <laughs> Ding dong, Johnson, and, oh, ta- yeah, and yeah. Tallywacker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. With Austin Powers. No, with a... What's he called? He's got an absolutely massive wiener. Yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so everyone got the card and people were writing, they'd slightly write one of those in. Mm. I think someone wrote, happy birth, happy birthday, Miss March, have a tallywhacker of a time, something like that. <laughs> someone else put, ding dong, it's your birthday. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. Good Johnson, whatever like that. 
boy I know, grabbed the car and he thought, this'll be a laugh. <laughs> this'll be a laugh. Yeah. Got the card and wrote, happy birthday, Miss March, you pussy pounder. <laughs> <laughs> My God. <laughs> and uh, how did that go down with Miss March? <laughs> he was given a d- detention for when he get, they, they went, they knew immediately was, they went, that was you. Yeah, and he, and he was like, "How oh, do you know?" And they went, "Come on, mate." <laughs> what did they say like everyone else was doing it. Yeah, he <laughs> like... was like, you know, "Tom wrote Tallywacker. What's a Tallywacker?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Thank you, Tom. That has been the French trip. And let's have a look at this gift. There you go. Right. I hope you like it. Gorgeous brown paper. Use oh, it well. My God. For the listeners, Whoa. it is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, uh, the new cover art, which to, I honestly. Prefer they're great, oh, aren't they? And the, looked on. and the words are the words are bigger as well. For fantastic, dumb for those like me. I don't know if people know this, but I bought Tom the Philosopher's Stone when we started this podcast for him to look at and revise. So oh yeah, it's only worthwhile to uh, you know give him Chamber of Secrets. Have you inscribed it? No, you'll have to do that. I'm a presence in a minute. All right, I will do. But this has been. Uh, the Potter Vision podcast. And can we just say thank you so, so much to our first ever special guest, Lu- friend of the show, it's Lewis Shaw. Yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for having me on. I had a great time. Um, I mean, we went on a lot of tangents, didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, did. it's an absolute treat. We'll have you back in the Chamber of Secrets. We'll yeah. uh, let you pick whichever chapter you want. Very good. Um, yeah, but it's been the Potter Vision podcast. Um, as always, please like, share, rate, review, all that kind of stuff. Pottervision.com. Uh, we're on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, yeah. Amazon Music, all that good stuff. You can find us. I've been Tom Lawrenson. I've been Lucas Kirkby. I've been Lewis Shaw. Uh, You'll be sure to vote for Lewis Shaw in your <laughs> state council election. Um, yeah. Catch us next week for Chapter 13, Nicholas Flamel. But that is not the end of this Christmassy show, as we've got one final segment. It's Hedwig's Droppings. We're not referring to owl poo. We're not referring to plopins. We mean the messages you send in when we refer to Hedwig's Droppings. So we have a Santa's sackful of lovely Christmassy messages. But before we get to them, we'll start off with just some generic questions we've had from people. Now, the first one, Tom, is from our friend KCJ. It's Kevin Caswell-Jones. We'd love to hear from him. We'd love to hear from him, just to know that he's well and, uh, you know, able to use use technology. Uh, (laughs) Now, he tells us, at Pottervision on Twitter, how would an end-of-term Hogwarts fate look? (laughs) <laughs> now, I was thinking about this. The first thing that came into my mind was like the bit where you have to dunk the teachers into a tank of water. Oh, yeah. You know, I, th- I think it'd be funny to uh, throw a ball at a target and have Snape descend into, into some gunk. Yeah, and his bloomers, his robes fly up and you can see his bloomers <laughs> underneath the water. Yeah, <laughs> it, 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 is that who you'd like to dunk then, Snape? I'd like to see, uh, I'd like to dip uh, Madame Hooch under. <laughs> oh, yeah, she, I, she needs a laugher, I think. She's a bit, she's a bit stony-faced, isn't she? Well, after quitting after the first film as well. Do you know what? Get in the water. Get in that water. Get in the stocks. We're going to throw some wet sponges at you. <laughs> I need to tell you a story about this, actually. Mm-hmm. Every year, I, um, 
I'm a jester at Speak Hall in Liverpool. I don't know if you yeah, know yeah. this. I don't know if you know this about me, but I dress up in my jingly hats and, uh, you know, I juggle and I sing stupid songs and I get the kids up doing daft things. And anyway, there's other things going on. So it's like a Tudor May Day weekend, right? So I'm doing that. And then there's other groups. There's Morris dancers. There's people doing arts and crafts. And there's always like medieval weapons people who do like reenactments and get kids to sword fight and stuff like that. Right? Uh-huh. So about four years ago, they come up to me and they go, hey, why don't we do a little routine where uh, you do your normal skit, you do your normal bit, and then afterwards we come in and say that you've not got a jester's licence and we put you in the stocks and we let the kids throw sponges at you. Mm. So I was like, well, Sounds all right. Like, that sounds horrible. Yeah, but I thought, well, all right, you know, these men have swords, let's just do it. So whatever, it was fine, it was fine. And then next year, it's the same people. Hey, let's do it again, let's do it again. But every year, it got a bit more extreme, right? Yeah. So they go, hey, why don't we get, why don't we get this woman to, uh, to, to get you with a, with a, a whip? Like this, what? right? So one year, I'm there, right? This woman is whipping me on the back <laughs> with, this, with this medieval whip, right? So at the beginning, they're like, should, we've caught him and the kids are cheering, right? Hey, should we get him with the sponges? Hey, how about we whip him? And the kids are like, mm, I don't know. And uh, this woman's whipping me on the back really hard. And the kids are just very uncomfortable watching this scene occur. And uh, it was a bit mad. And then the following year, I had this, like, radio mic. And they put me in the stocks. And I was like, you can't have them throwing water at me. I've got, like, an electrical thing around my head. And they were like, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. And, uh, yeah, mental. I had to, like, pull it off in time to be hit by a sponge. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so that, that's you, the weird part you, you did what these men said because they they were the medieval weapons reenactors. Well, no, I did it because I just go along with things. I don't like to be awkward. But that's sad. I feel like I would have put my foot down and said, you know what? You can shove your fucking jester outfit off your fucking arse and I'm going to take that mace <laughs> and mace in your fucking head and I'm going to do it. Can I have my day's pay, please? Yeah, you see, that, that's what I didn't do. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I've missed the trick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what a Hogwarts fate reminded me of, like being put in the stocks or, uh, I don't know, guess the name of the teddy. That's a good question. <laughs> if, I don't know, what? What else we got in that mailbag? Hey, let's have a look. Well, we've got another message. This is on Instagram, and this is from Lucy Bickerton. So thanks for getting in touch, Lucy. Lovely. She says, hello, lovely Pottervision boys. I would be very interested to know who your favourite casting choices are throughout the franchise, and who yeah. do you think would have been some cracking alternative choices? And she also says, Ooh. have a great Christmas, with a lovely Christmas tree emoji. Now... I'm thinking the first thing that came into my mind is I do think that Robbie Coltrane is a good Hagrid. Yeah. I can't imagine who else might have played him as, as well as he did. Other big monster-looking blokes. Who's a better... Maybe like... Uh, you know who'd ruin it well? The Rock, he's a big fella. I think if they were doing it now, they'd <laughs> shove him into it. Can you smell what Hagrid's cooking? 
Oh, what's he con- called from Brooklyn Nine-Nine? You know, the bodybuilder one. Oh, uh, well, I think I know who you mean. The bald bloke. <laughs> <laughs> no, that'd be a crack- good. A cracking aggrid. <laughs> Maybe like Timothy Spall or something like that. I don't know. Oh, no, but he's, uh, he, he's already in it. <laughs> he's already in it. I always thought David Tennant was excellent for... Uh, Barty Crouch Jr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Just because he really brought something weird to the role in the same way that um, uh, Bellatrix, what's Bellatrix that actress called? Strange, what, what's yeah. that actor called? Helena Bonham Carter. Helena Bonham Carter portrays uh, her. Like, he does yeah. that weird tongue thing, doesn't he? I, um, I think yeah. about that all the time. Hello, father. Bit like me in that respect. Uh, but <laughs> the other thing as well is, is, I remember with Dumbledore, I think Richard Harris was fantastic. And I think a lot of people were like, how can you replace Richard Harris? You know, yeah. who's going to be able to be as good? But I think Michael Gambon is fantastic as yeah. Dumbledore as well. Yeah, I think they he did, did that... a really good job of Do replacing you know, in, him. In the same way that... Um... Do you remember that uh, Dumbledore's phoenix was about to die, then it dies and becomes a new phoenix? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the exact same thing with uh, Michael Harris dying. Richard, Richard Harris, Harris di- yeah. Richard Harris dying and Michael Gambon taking over the role. Look, he's all decrepit, can barely move, and check it out, he's Irish! <laughs> <laughs> wow, he's practically a newborn baby, this now 60-year-old man. Yeah. Uh, what about... Yeah. What about uh, Gilderoy Lockhart? Who do you think would be a, a, another good Gilderoy Lockhart? No, I do like, like Kenneth the... Branagh in that. But well, if you were doing it today, he'd be a bit too old, wouldn't he? Yeah, that's true. I mean, Kenneth Branagh always reminds me of John Sessions. I mean, John oh, yeah. Sessions has recently died, actually. But yeah. I can imagine John Sessions being good in that part, being a bit like, you know, a bit big-headed and, and talking, yeah. ahead, you know, big of himself. I would have liked to see some of the Corrie cast in Harry Potter, actually. Oh, 100%. I think Ken Barlow he... would have been an excellent <laughs> Horace Slughorn. Yeah, or um, what's David Platt could have been a good Malfoy. Yeah, 100%. What's Madame Trelawney, Fizz. Yeah. Um, Ronnie's Chesney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dev Alahan. Um, yeah. don't know. Peeves. <laughs> yeah, 100%. What other uh, mid noughties characters do we do we still know about? <laughs> Trolley oh, Lady is 100% Betty Turpin <laughs> from the bar. Yes, lovey. Yeah. Any hot pot from the Trolley Boys? No. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And uh yeah. Good question that. We'll have to revisit that. Thank you, Lucy. Thank you very much, Lucy. Uh, right, now then, the rest of the... Oh, no, we've had one, one other message before we get to the festive cheer. This is from Trina Allen. And this is on Instagram as well. Now, she messages, Hi, pleasant day. I'm an official cash promoter agent. I'm also certified and insured by the World Financial Organisations. I'm all about helping you to gaining your extra self-cash from the Western Union and MoneyGram Flip Cash Departments. (laughs) If you're interested to gain some extra cash or need of additional cash today, say how or yes. How? 
Yeah, I'm going to message you about that, Trina. Uh, thank you very much for getting involved. Um, and if you don't, if you know, if there isn't a uh, Potter Vision podcast episode next week, it's because we're filthy bloody rich and we've uh, gone to live in the seashells. I hope so. <laughs> so thank you very much, Trina. Please get back in touch with any more grammatically incorrect proposals. Now then, uh, the rest of it is just good old Christmas cheer. We've had some lovely messages. Uh, Ginge Pixel said, uh, Happy Christmas. Your show has been a shiny golden snitch in the Deathly Hallows of 2020, which I think is a, lovely, is a lovely message. And of course, we put a video out, didn't we, announcing, because we're not announcing it officially on the podcast, we're going to be doing book two. Well, at the end of this episode, you, you gifted me book two. Oh, I did, yeah. So it was, I guess it was hinted at. Yeah, there we go. So, yeah, we're going to be doing book two. And uh, Soph Hunter 2000 says, Yay! So glad you're going to keep the show going. Thank you both for adding an hour a week of joy to my life over the past few months. Merry Christmas. That's what a beautiful message. Really, really lovely. We've had another lovely message from a couple from Toby Blees. He says, Merry Christmas, guys. Myself and NSO personal training. I hope you don't call her that. That's just an Instagram handle. I've absolutely loved the podcast and had some real laugh out loud moments. Keep up the great work and can't wait to hear the upcoming episodes. And Toby is actually my cousin and I didn't know he watched this. Cousin so, Toby. Uh, Cousin Toby, <laughs> so I'm glad uh, I'm glad you enjoyed the podcast, Toby, and uh, all my love to uh, Jake, Helen, and Mike as well. Oh, all right, and then we've had a couple more. Uh, we've had one more from Harry Potter Virgin on Instagram. I don't know if that's Ooh. he's a virgin who likes Harry Potter, or he just specifically hasn't had sex with Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> it's Harry Potter Virgin. Merry Christmas. Hope you're both wearing your Weasley jumpers and having a wonderful, weird Christmas. Oh, And, uh, and we, we are. Not the jumpers, but we are having a weird Christmas. I like to think that he's calling Harry Potter a virgin. Yeah, that's true, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Only Harry Potter, until... Virgin! <laughs> <laughs> At least until the uh, the epilogue. <laughs> he definitely is uh, and then we just had a couple of messages on Facebook one from Ali Ogilvy who says happy Christmas from butt smacking Ali yeah. <laughs> very sad not to have been spanked by Ali at the live Edinburgh show this year but hopefully for 2021 uh, we'll get a lovely spank from you keep them uh, fingers on ice Ali <laughs> <laughs> we hope you're still doing those exercises so you're in prime shape for 2021 <laughs> and our final message was from Simon Heath who says thank you guys have a great Christmas I'm loving the podcast oh so, so what a lovely Hedwig's droppings and what a lovely Christmassy episode with friend of the show, Lewis Shaw. Wee. What a year it's been. It's been a pleasure recording this with you. We've got another episode. Do we? Is this the last episode of the year? This is the last episode of the year. The next one will be on the, uh, the 3rd, 4th of January, 4th. I think. And what a way to end the year. Thank you so much for listening to the Potter Vision podcast. Uh, the music was performed by Jack Evans. If you've got any questions, comments, or feedback, you can put them all on pottervision.com. Also, do us a favor. Please, could you like and share the show? Give it five stars and tell your friends. It'd mean a lot, please. All right, I know you will. <laughs>